Welcome to Hadley Presents. I'm your host, Ricky Anger, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with the experts. In this episode, Hadley staff join us to share their favorite tools in the kitchen. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey. Hey, Hello. Hello. So great to have you all. We have three from our last staff picks, which was a lot of fun. We talked about our favorite apps. If you haven't heard that one, it's definitely worth a listen. So we have uh, three veterans from that show and we have a newcomer today. With us, we have Steve Kelly from our technology team. And you may also know him from Get Up and Go and occasionally on Craft Circle. Welcome, Steve. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Ricky. We have Jennifer, who, uh, among many, many other things, supports a lot of our independent living workshops, and you'll also catch her on Resource Roundtable. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, everybody. We have Tiffany, also on our tech team. You'll hear her in Travel Talk, and so great to have you on the show, Tiffany. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me, Ricky. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, we have Jessica Smith, who is doing a lot with Braille these days. So if you're working with Braille or if you're thinking about working on your Braille, uh, you may encounter Jessica. You'll also find her on the Embracing Braille discussion group and Book Nook. Welcome, Jessica. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so good to have you. I like to cook and I like to eat. And I was thinking about it and it's one of those things that, you know, we all spend a little time in the kitchen, whether we really like to cook or whether it's just kind of one of those necessary things. So I thought we would get together and just talk about what everybody really can't live without in their kitchen. And it's always very interesting to get these things ahead of time. I know what everyone has picked, but nobody else knows each other's choices. So this is a fun (laughs) reveal for sure. And uh, why don't we then get started with Steve? Uh, First of all, how, how much do you like to cook? Is it a chore? Is it a thing that you kind of do under duress or do you enjoy it? And then also what are your tools that you just can't live without? Cooking for me, it depends on what's being cooked. Actually for years, I cooked in a couple of different restaurants. That was a lot of fun. It was also really fast paced. For years, I was a single parent. So there was the cooking, whatever my son liked. And sometimes that verged on being a chore. And, you know, these days um, I enjoy cooking from time to time. And yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things that I can't live with without really. The other day I was looking for a recipe for a quiche. I started looking for the old Betty Crocker because I remembered, oh yeah, there's a great standard recipe in there. Where is that book? Hmm. Let me think. So I looked through a couple boxes on the shelf. I couldn't find it. And then it was just like, Hmm, I'm just going to get one from the Amazon Echo because that's lately where I've been getting most of my recipes from. It's just really cool because you can ask for a recipe. And what I really love is that you can kind of proceed through the recipe or just get a list of ingredients. And I'm wondering if I would still use the Amazon Echo if, you know, back in the day I had 2020 vision or pretty close to it. 
I don't anymore. So sometimes it's easier to listen to the recipes rather than running around looking for a magnifying glass or, or something to enlarge the print. So that's one of the reasons that I love the Amazon Echo. Plus, you don't have to touch anything like, exactly. you know, sometimes your hands get messy and you don't want to be flipping through a page and, you know, getting sure. flour all over it. Yeah, I would use and, and have used the iPad in the past for the very same thing, you know, just get a recipe and zoom it up a little bit. But that's what the problem is. Next thing you know, you're touching the iPad and you got flower fingerprints all over it. <laughs> you know, it's just that doesn't that doesn't work as well as the Amazon Echo. The other thing that's just really great to have if you're using one of those print cookbooks is just a good handheld magnifier. And I do have one of those. I use a, a 5X handheld magnifier with an LED light on it. You know, that works for a lot of things and is super helpful. You know, again, it's kind of like the iPad. You, you want to watch what's on your hand before you start picking <laughs> right. that up because it can become <laughs> a real mess. I also have a really low cost Husky LED work light. It's got a magnetic bottom. And I think it's really designed, you know, for working on the car or something like that out in the tool shed. But it's terrific in the kitchen because the light just kind of flips up. You turn it on. It's got an LED. It's got three different light strengths. And, you know, when you need something either to see something on the stove or to, you know, to look in a pot or something like that, it's just super handy. Great examples of things. And some of them I never would have thought about having a separate little light to look at things. But certainly that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we'll have links to examples of these things in the show notes. So if you're wondering, hey, where do I get something like that? No worries. We'll have you covered for that. Jennifer, yeah, it looks like you are up next. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. I, it was so fun learning about everybody's picks. And you mentioned Alexa, and hopefully I'm not stealing, but I just wanted to, I, I use Alexa for timers all the time in the mm -hmm. kitchen. So my two, uh, the, the first pick is really low tech. So no batteries, no electricity required, but it's something that can help with something that can be a challenge for many of us. And that's flipping or turning your food. Um, so whether you're making a hamburger or a grilled cheese or a quesadilla, you want to be able to control where it, you flip it and to make sure that it doesn't curl up on itself. And so a double spatula is a really nice tool. Now, there's lots of ways that people can do this without this gadget, but I think it's just a really fun and handy device. And it's basically two spatulas that are joined together at the end of the handle. And they have versions that are made out of plastic that work in all pans, especially non-stick pans. And they have a, a version that's two metal spatulas. Basically, they work like tongs. And so you just kind of spread them apart, slide the bottom spatula underneath your food, close it to trap your food, and then you can turn it and know exactly where it's going to end up. Once you release the food, you can pinch it together and use it somewhat like a single spatula just to help make sure your food hasn't curled up on itself. Slide it around in the pan if you need to recenter it. Yeah, they, these run anywhere from, um, in terms of U.S. dollars, from about, I've seen them about $10 to about $17.50, something like that. Yeah, I've had people turn all kinds of food, even fish sticks in the, you know, that you might cook in the oven. So that, you don't have to just use it for stuff on the stove top, too. 
that is one of my most hated chores is uh, flipping things. And so any device that can make that a little easier is definitely a winner. Well, you might like my next my next device too because it's an alternative, <laughs> so that you don't even have to worry about flipping. That's just a countertop grill, and more more specifically, the George Foreman grill. You know, and I've had mine for over like. 20 years. They've been around a while, but there are lots of different brands and styles. The Opti Grill is one that's really hot right now. It's a nice, healthy way of cooking because the fat drains from the food. You know, they're great for cooking meat and seafood and grilling vegetables and making sandwiches. They're safer um, for a lot of folks feel, and I, myself included, because they enclose the food that you're not cooking over an open pan where there's right. grease or fat spattering and you're cooking both sides at the same time. So you're actually cooking a little faster. So you can heat up that, that chicken breast in a lot uh, quicker time too. And it doesn't take up a lot of room. It's, you know, less work area to worry about cleaning. They have the, um, the cook trays now can come out to make cleaning a lot easier. And so it's just a nice, easy device for, for new cooks, for anybody that's a little uh, weary about, you know, working over an open pan. So, and the grills are available from department stores online. They can run you anywhere from about $40, even up to $250, depending on the models that, that yeah, you're How fancy in. you get it. <laughs> you got it. And some, you just, some have buttons that are knobs that you can set to a certain setting. Some, you just go by timing. If you're not able to see the lights that tell you when it's preheated, you can just, okay, I, I know I preheated for five minutes and then it's good to go. So they're, they're really easy to use no matter what your level of vision. Awesome. Great picks. With that, we will turn it over to Tiffany. What can you just not live without in the kitchen? Ashley, the one that I want to share is more of a technique. Just being organized in the kitchen is really helpful for me. Like it just makes it easy to find things just to give like just a little brief rundown of how how I organize things my seasonings and baking ingredients are in a cupboard seasonings on one shelf other ingredients um, on other shelves I have jars and canned goods in a different cupboard jars on the bottom shelf canned goods on a different shelf and even with my cooking utensils, whether it's utensils for grilling or whatever it is, I have those in a drawer. But then the ones I use all the time, I have them in a holder next to my stove. And to go back to my seasonings, those can be a pain sometimes because of oh, the labels. Yeah. But I use my magnifier for that to read the labels. The ones that I use the most, I have those on top of a rack so that it's easy for me to get to those and use. And also, too, uh, we have a workshop on organizing. Those are great tips in, in there to look for ways to organize the kitchen. As far as a tool, just like Jennifer, this doesn't require any batteries. These little devices, they're just lifesavers. What I'm talking about are bump dots, or sometimes they're called locator dots. I have my stove and my microwave labeled. These guys can come in different colors and shapes and sizes. For my stove, it has many functions on it. So 
I mostly use the bake and the air fryer. And there's like three different rows of functions. And the bake is on the top row somewhere in the middle. So I put a bump that on, on there, but the air fryer is on the second row, but it's first in the row. So that one is a little bit more easier to find. Then when it comes to adjusting the temperature, there's a, a number pad and I have little clear small ones on those because my husband also uses the stove and he wants to also be able to see the numbers <laughs> on there. For the start and the cancel, I use Velcro. For the start, I have soft Velcro. And then for the cancel, I have rough Velcro. And the, the panel on my stove is black. So I use white Velcro to give me that contrast. And it's the same type of uh, concept on my microwave too. Another tool that I also enjoy or it makes my life easy in the kitchen are using measuring cups. We had uh, received a gift from a housewarming present and there were measuring cups in there. The measuring cups, they're black, but then the measurement is raised just a little bit and it's also camouflaged and with the color of the cup. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these? <laughs> what I did was I took a knife and I cut notches on one side of the measuring cup. So my half cup, I cut two notches and then my third cup, three and quarter cup, four, just so that I can identify those quicker. You could do that with either a steak knife or a butter knife. But if you use a butter knife, you'll need to put a little bit more elbow grease. Those are my favorite gadgets or in technique for the kitchen. I love it. And I love how everything that you mentioned revolves in some way around being efficient. So being able to find your numbers and adjustments quickly or being able to find your measurements quickly or being organized. So yeah, yes. I love it. And finally, Jessica, you're up. What can't you live without? Going off of what Tiffany said about organizing, I have something similar to the measuring cups, but they are the teaspoon set. So having an organized kitchen is something really important to me. And I found that having the measuring spoons, they just ended up in a drawer. So when I replaced my teaspoon set, I ended up purchasing a teaspoon set with that is magnetic. So they magnetize to each other. They sit together going from largest, which is the teaspoon to the smallest, which is an eighth of a teaspoon. There is a leveler included that also magnetizes to the top. That helps if you're measuring out spices or sugar or coffee, even um, instead of using your finger to scoop across the top to make sure it's level. You just take the leveler and it's flat and it smooths across the top. They're also stainless steel. So if you use your teaspoons like a ladle and bend them, you're able to bend the teaspoons to do that. They're also double-sided. So you can bend one side and then have the other side just flat. They just sit in the drawer and everything magnetizes together so that it's one thing that I grab out of the drawer when I'm getting ready to bake. Can I ask a quick question? What's the benefits of having them be a ladle? Why would you use that? So a lot of times if you're measuring liquids, especially if you're visually impaired, it's very difficult to tell if you're pouring a liquid into a level measuring spoon. 
If you make it into a ladle, you're able to ladle like soup your ingredients for your wet ingredients. It's really helpful. I've seen people use it for dry ingredients as well. And then moving on to my second thing, I have a coffee AeroPress. If you haven't heard about the AeroPress, it is a device that's made out of plastic and it makes one or two cups of coffee. You can also brew espresso in it, which is what I do. I like my morning coffee that is brewed espresso beans and then I add milk to it. So what you do is you take the cylinder and there is a plunger that is inside it and you take the plunger out add your coffee beans to it. It's also comes with a measuring spoon that gives you the perfect amount of coffee. You put your coffee grinds in it and pour hot water on top. And then you take the plunger and wait five minutes. And after five minutes, you just give it a little stir and then plunge the plunger down through the cylinder. And it has coffee comes out the other end into your coffee cup. I really like this device because it's small, it's compact, it's easy to clean. Because it's plastic, you're not worried about it being in the sink, full of dishes and breaking. So that's something that I use very frequently. I've also used it to make tea um, and use tea instead of coffee in it. Nice. I like how versatile that is. And, you know, you don't have to have make a giant pot of coffee and, you know, maybe you don't want to use coffee pods or whatever. It's versatile enough to do tea and coffee. So a couple of different ways to get that necessary caffeine. Before we go, I want to share my two. I was thinking about it and didn't want to share something much like all of you didn't want to share something that required batteries or, you know, something that you have to plug in or whatever. For the most part, all of this has been very low tech and mine are too. So my first one is just a standard sheet pan cookie sheet. Why would that be a thing I couldn't live without? Well, not only can you put a roasting rack over the sheet pan and cook bacon on it in the oven, rather than frying it on the stove so much easier and very, very yummy. But also I like to use it because it can really help when you're prepping something and you're measuring ingredients and you're, you're pouring things into things. I am maybe not the most tidy person when it comes to this. And so having just a cookie sheet down where I am prepping things All of that mess, all of that flour that might get all over the counter is instead going to be contained just in this cookie sheet. So you just have to wash that and off you go. And then my second one is a set of cutting mats. So what is a cutting mat? It's the same concept as a cutting board. They come in different colors, so you can use those to contrast with the food that you're preparing, or you can have certain ones for veggies, certain ones for meat, that kind of thing. The back of the cutting mat is made of a material that it will kind of stick to the counter and not move around. You know, the top of it is just plastic and these are very thin. So once you cut your ingredients and you're ready to transport them somewhere, they're thin enough that they're actually pretty bendy. So 
you can more easily bend it to fit the shape of the vessel that you're pouring into. So if you're trying to pour into a food processor or a pan, you're able to just bend this cutting mat and almost make it act like a funnel to funnel those ingredients where they belong, rather than picking up the big, hard cutting board and trying to dump it in successfully once you've raked everything to a particular corner. Those are my two. Before we wrap up, anybody have any other quick thing to mention? I love that uh, the A-Lady, the Amazon Echo, was definitely today's winner, I think. So, She's uh, definitely a multitasker, that's for yes. sure. Yes. Right. <laughs> I just want to quickly mention that we do have a workshop called Labels You Touch, and that also gives some really cool ideas for labeling things around the house or inside the kitchen. Yes, I love how our show notes are going to include many, many, many series that are already on Hadley. So this is kind of like your one-stop shopping for figuring out uh, not only where to get some of these kitchen tools that we've mentioned, but also how you might go about using them and getting some other tips and tricks too. Anything else before we wrap up? The whole magnifying series too, for those who do want to break out that magnifying glass. And just to balance off the non-technical stuff with one more techie thing, I use Google Lookout an awful lot sometimes when I need to quickly read some ingredients or something like that or directions on the back of a package. That is like the handiest little app for the Android phone. I think it's terrific. Ooh, great tip. And seeing AI would be its kind of sister exactly. app on the, uh, on the iPhone. The iPhone for sure, yeah. I think it's just so cool how from low tech to high tech and even just it's a combination of gadgets and techniques that can really help keep you safe and, and independent and efficient in the kitchen. Well, thank you all so much for sharing uh, your your favorite tools and your favorite techniques. And I'm hungry suddenly. I think we all should go. <laughs> I second that. And it Jessica actually- can brew us up some nice uh, tea or coffee in her AeroPress. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Got something to say? Share your thoughts about this episode of Hadley Presents or make suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at hadley.edu. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hadley.edu. Or leave us a message at 847-784-2870. Thanks for listening. 